Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Pipe It Up podcast. We are in studio once Stu, again. Stu. In the stew. Uh, <laughs> after after that launched episode uh, with Sparky, uh, went super well. We, we we break that down a little bit in this podcast, as well as debriefing opening day. Quack attack. Tommy, as well as we're joined by Dan. Believe it or not, we got a hold of him somehow, and he's joining us on the podcast. About time you showed up around these parts, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to have him back. A uh, couple other topics couple new segments for you guys. This is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pipe It Up podcast, the official podcast of MLW Wiffle Ball. And it is officially Wiffle Ball season. Opening day in the books. Mallards took it by a final score of 2-1 to one in the series. Dan shaking his head already tonight in the studio. We got Daniel Schultz as our guest and my co-host, Jack Agner, of course. Thanks for joining me, fellas, tonight. Feels good, huh? Feels amazing. Yeah. I, we, we've, we've done our launch now of the, the Pipe It Up podcast on YouTube mm-hmm. with the Sparky interview, and we're moving to in-person podcasts now, video podcasts coming out every week, which is super exciting. So It is. It is kind of nerve-wracking. I'm not used to having to look at cameras when I'm addressing intros and whatnot, um, so it's definitely different, but it feels good. feels good. Yeah, this is like a... I we gotta give them maybe some more behind the scenes on like our Instagram or something of the whole we do setup sure. because normally I'm used to just like plugging my mic into my computer and staring at the Zoom and mm-hmm. then you know editing the podcast and this is like a full scale production we got going on so it doesn't feel it does feel like we're a little bit you know under a little bit more pressure but For sure. Overall, the product's going to be much better. I so. think so. I think so. Yeah. Dan, do you feel privileged to be here? Because you yeah. should. It's a pleasure. <laughs> I haven't been out in a while, and I was telling Tom this production definitely beats. When me and Kyle were doing it a couple of years ago, just in my basement, so it looks it looks great. I mean, it's coming together. It's still a little bit uh, rough we, around the edges, I'd say, but what you can see on camera is not so bad. Right? Yeah. Oh no. When when we started, it was literally a, a folding table, and and one of, you can't see it right now, but the the equipment we have on the on the ground, mm-hmm. and then just all of us sitting around that card table was mm-hmm. basically how we did the podcast. And so yeah, we've come a long way. But. I will say this fireplace. Looks great, but it's going to get toasty. Down it's here. starting to get warm. <laughs> I'm sweating a little bit. Not going to lie. I'm going to be greased up right. by the end of this pod for sure. I sweat a lot as it is, but definitely want to talk about opening day today uh, in, in a good amount of depth. But I do want to talk about, too, last week's pod, Jack, because that was our, yeah. I was our launch to the studio. We had Sparky from Dude Perfect on the show. And overall, I think it went about as good as it could have. I mean, do you agree? It really... It- it went phenomenally, and uh, I want to give we sh- we we need to give a round of applause to we Tommy do. here oh. <laughs> uh, for for doing a great job editing and putting out that video. Um, it was a lot of you know content to sift through, and he did a really good job. So um, Thanks, hats Jay. off to you, co-host. Did, did my best. Did my yeah. best. But it was awesome. But for the most part, you guys pretty much saw the entire conversation. There were a couple pieces I did have to take out at Sparky's request. So Jack and I got a little bit more behind the scenes than you guys saw, unfortunately. But for the most part, you guys saw it just as it was, besides the awkward pauses in between of a Zoom call, which which you yeah. expect. But shout out to the Dude Perfect editors for giving Sparky that microphone and the camera and making his setup look. He outdid us, unfortunately, but I'll take it. <laughs> he definitely did. It was it was a perfect shot. And uh he was just such an awesome guy. Again, shout out to Sparky for doing that with us. I I was telling Dan before we started recording that the the amount of laughter uh, that was 
throughout that entire podcast, Tommy did a really good job of making it, you know, uh, digestible in terms of the conversation. But I really was laughing that like in that entire podcast, I was laughing. So he's a funny guy. He was he was a funny guy. Great great dude. I think no my favorite intended. part, watching Just it kidding, back, pun intended. I thought it was hilarious when he was talking about uh, his wiffle ball skills and like the confidence in his voice. Like, I'd probably be a two hitter, you know, I yeah. can small ball it up. I can do this. I can do that. Oh, yeah. No hesitation. <laughs> it was so funny to me. He would fit in great on any MLW roster mm-hmm. for sure. He would. What do you uh, think of it, Dan, from a third party's perspective? Yeah, I thought he was a really down to earth guy. Very cool story. And yeah, I thought it was funny. He had a lot of good baseball knowledge. And of course, Norp was his favorite player. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Who doesn't love Norp? Who doesn't? I think it's the hair. Maybe I should grow out the hair or something. <laughs> it's the hair. It's, you know, like he said, I mean, the kid just, he does it all. He mm-hmm. can pitch. He can hit. Brings the energy. He's got the flair. Um, what's not to like? Yeah, I agree. But yeah, overall, great interview. Cannot thank Sparky enough. I've already sent him like five thank yous probably, but I'm going to have to do one, one final one just because yeah. he didn't have to do that. And he really gave us a great, like, vulnerable interview, I feel like. When we got the ball rolling there at the beginning, Jack, he kind of got right to the point of like, okay, this, yeah. like that was where we were going to kind of climax the interview a little bit. And he gave us the yeah. full story kind of right away, which I was like, oh boy, how's this going to go? But then we settled into the conversation a little bit and I thought it went uh, all right for the most I, part. I remember talking to Tommy after and we were saying like, after the first five, 10 minutes maybe of the interview, we were kind of like almost looking at each other like, is this just going to end? Like, are we going to get enough out of this? But it ended up going a lot of different directions, covering a, a pretty wide range of topics. So um, I always like that in a podcast when it's not just too stale, mm-hmm. you know. It was also cool because, you know, besides a five-minute phone call I shared with him about a half hour prior to our Zoom call, I had never talked to the guy besides just DMs. Yeah. So once again, what you were seeing was quite genuine in terms of us learning about him and hearing the story because me as a viewer of dude perfect did all of a sudden just see this random sixth guy in the videos every week and i'm like well how did this guy end up on the channel so that was me also learning about him and i think a lot of people who watch dude perfect and hopefully we'll see that interview will also be able to learn along with us so yeah great interview thanks again to sparky but gotta talk mlw now right dan unfortunately for yeah you. unfortunately for me I and mean, your mustache <clears throat> And the mustache, the mustache, like, he did look good out there. At Dude, least. the mustache is all time. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> say, as a fa- as a facial hair guy, I-, I can't stop looking at the mustache. I got a great view right here. It's it's phenomenal. What made I you go from it. must from beard to mustache only? So the mustache was kind of just a joke between me and my friends when we went to Mexico for spring break, but then I kind of just kept it. And then me and Carlington, I don't know if you heard about it. We were actually thinking about placing a bet. Uh, during the series, but whoever lost the series was gonna have to shave. But I didn't go through. Well, it. I, yeah, I heard Good you thing were the I one. Didn't. I heard you were the one who didn't want the bet. I didn't want the bet. Smart man, he knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Little lack of confidence there from Dan. Maybe that's why they lost. Maybe. But I mean, overall, let's. I guess let's look at it game by game. Start with game one, right? Yeah. Uh, weather was nice to start the day. We had the aces on the mound. Robles, Dallas, Dallas. In my opinion, was probably the from start to finish the nastiest pitcher of the year. So I was. It kind of sucked as a hitter trying to go out there and, and face him right away. Yeah. And I especially felt bad for Preston because I didn't want that to be bad for his confidence to go out there and have to face Dallas on his first ever series. Cause that's tough. And it can yeah. be, if you go over, it's like, dang, but I've gone over against Dallas many a times last year. I, that was my worst series last year by far. I think that was the Mallards as a whole worst series by far last year. So yeah. everyone struggled a, against him. That was a tough draw for us for sure. And to be honest, even though we beat him once, we really didn't see him that great. I th- we had that was the only hit we had in the first game was my solo shot. Yep. 
And in game three, I think we had two hits or so, and they were nothing to you know be, be too excited about. So Dallas threw well. I mean, sometimes that's all it takes, though, right? Yeah. Is that is that one shot? Mm-hmm. That vintage TC3 <laughs> random bomb. Random. How did I end up with that nickname? <laughs> random bomb. You played great, Tommy. I got to give it to you, man. Like, that, so? that was a vintage. Yeah, like, like Jack said, that was a vintage Tom series right there. Well, I feel like I didn't really do much. It was the two bombs. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, what that. It was. The defense it was, was lackluster a, factor, a little bit. It was definitely a factor. Well, that's why I told you guys, rewind 100 episodes of this podcast, and I said, I'm going to go back to right-handed. I think my average is going to drop, but I should hit more bombs. And yeah. Bombs are what's winning games in this league. That's true. I think you just mentioned the defense. I was actually um, pretty impressed for the most part from both teams. Normally, you'd kind of think like first series, maybe there'd be some miscommunications, with the, which there were a few. Um, but there were also some phenomenal defensive plays. Dan had a nice flip to first in one of the games, I remember. Um, that was a great play. The Mallards, you know, great defense too. So that was cool to see as well. It is tough too. As you guys can see, I'm sure who are watching closely, you know, the, the terrain at the Meadows is not the best, right? No. It's, it's, it's pretty patchy. It's only getting worse. It's not level. Yeah, it really needs to be. The problem is, is it's not watered, so we can't really do much about we it. Need our ma- we need yeah. our, uh, our maintenance guy back. We need Dembski, yeah. We need Dembski back. We need back. the keeper back. But... Um, so, yeah, it's tough. A, a routine ground ball is not routine at the Meadows, but, yeah, Dan made a great play. Preston made a couple yeah. look easy. Preston was really smart yeah, out did. there, I thought. Preston looked great. Yeah, he did. He looked honestly. so comfortable. He didn't did. seem nervous. He's a young kid. He, he didn't really show that in the in the video, in my opinion, but he's only 15. He looked confident at the plate, confident in the field. I mean, from a manager's standpoint, you have to be really happy with what you saw in the rookie. Literally couldn't be any happier. Yeah. Because, like I said, I didn't expect him to... I knew what he was capable of, and I don't even think he's reached his potential yet. But, you know, you got to think when a kid's 15, never played at the Meadows against a guy like Dallas with the nerves, I'm like, he's probably going to have a shaky outing. But that's yeah. part of the growing pains. You got to live through that to get better. Yes, of so course. That's what I was assuming heading into the series, to be honest. And getting production out of him offensively and defensively was just a cherry on top for us. That Huge. Was not what I was anticipating happening. Even last year, our first series for Robles, he didn't hit the ball all that great against the yeah. Cobras. He did hit a homer in the third game, but he I, he was not nearly as comfortable as he is now a year yeah. later. So to see Preston do what he did, a couple knocks, great defensive plays, great at-bats, even his strikeouts against Dallas, he was battling, fouling off pitches, probably better than I was. Yep. So very, very, very encouraging moving forward, I thought for sure. Were you surprised by that, Dan? I, I definitely was surprised. I think I underestimated him, especially uh, – from the pitching standpoint, um, he 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 seemed very poised out there. Poised, it, it kind of yeah, it kind of rem- reminded me of Landon last year. Just just very settled at the plate, fought in, in all of his abs, and just did a really great job for for the Mallards. Yeah, Landon too last year. All these Bay City guys surprised yeah. me. It seems like in the first series of the year, so he was definitely I think the surprise of the day yeah. for either side. Um, so I was thrilled about that. Besides that, pitching great both sides. I mean, well, maybe not uh, me. Okay, Dan, but <laughs> I pitched pretty badly. I'll be the first. So to what? Say you you got out of the first inning, right? Yeah, I, I did fine in the first inning, but the second inning I just could not throw a strike. I was beating myself up, guys, because in game two, you know, you never want to throw in that bad away, especially when you're only get, you're getting less now with the four man roster. Yeah, but I was beating myself up because I think you walked Jordan on four pitches to start yeah. that game, and I wasn't looking to you know be in attack mode. I was looking to be patient and make you earn it, but. I think you threw me a first pitch riser and it just looked so pretty. And you I just took, can't help yourself. I took a hack and totally whiffed and it was a ball. 
And then Dan started to hum. Like I, I gave him the confidence he didn't really need at that point. Yeah. Never give a guy more confidence than he like make him earn it. Make yeah. him find that. So I was beating myself up there in the bottom of the first or top of the first. I think that was game two. Yeah. But then we we capitalized in the second well, inning. That's what I hate most about playing the Mallards is you guys are so picky. Like you Aren't guys really though. Compared but, to other but teams? It's like a good like you guys are very selective. You only swing at good pitches. And like Preston it was the same way. Like you guys were very selective, and you guys were killing me at the plate. Could you could you pinpoint something, Dan, that wasn't wasn't working for you, or was it just not? I just your couldn't day? throw a strike in the second inning. My riser just lost command. It just was going everywhere. I could not hone it in. So yeah, just got out which of, which got surprised me too because last year that did happen to you in your first outing. You were kind of shaky last year, if I remember right. Yeah, is that correct? I'm trying to remember, I, I believe. I feel so. like I if so. I rem- I feel like I remember that. But um, this year, spring training, you looked great. Yeah, I so know. I kind of thought you well, were good to go this year. In spring training, like in warmups, I was terrible, but in the <laughs> game, I actually was decent. So I don't know. I, I practiced a lot. I I need to make some more adjustments looking at next series, but we'll see how it goes. Yes. So there was one strikeout with the with the vintage knuck drop there was. that I that I saw. Were you were you throwing that a lot more, or was that were you kind of staying away from that because you, you couldn't find that Jordan? either? Yeah, that, so that was because uh, normally believe, you see that a few more times from Dan. But in the a video. that was that was an O one pitch. Uh, I was really just trying to mix it up on Robles. I was actually really mad that I beat at bat because I got him down O two and then I walked him, mm-hmm. and oh. so I was kind of really mad, and that carried over to the next batters. And so that that was the bad inning, the second inning. So okay. I gotta yeah, be better got, mentally on the mound. We got the carousel moving that inning. We had base loaded. It was like yeah. walk, single, single, walk. Yeah. It was a good inning for sure. It felt good. I do wanna I do wanna say, um, I believe it was in game one. It's always cool to see pitchers come back from the offseason and and add something else to their game. And I, I'm pretty sure it was in game one where Dallas had a nasty knuckleball. Yep. And I don't think he threw that. One time last year, I don't think he had that in his. Very arsenal. rarely, he may have a couple times, but yeah, very rarely. But maybe it didn't make it into a video. Yeah, then maybe not a strike three. Maybe not a strike three, but that was that was really cool. And then uh, also like Robles doing his best uh, Jimmy Norp impression yeah. and mixing up his deliveries. There was one that was actually so funny. I'd have to find a timestamp for it, but <laughs> you got to go back because. He literally, I think he literally like swats like a mosquito or like a mm-hmm. fly, like in his windup. Like he's like he's like winding up and like swats it and still <laughs> pitches it. But yeah, he had some pretty uh, some some off cadence deliveries that that were pretty interesting, pretty nasty. But I, cool I, to see those guys kind of like mixing it up. Yeah, yeah. when Dallas threw the knuckleball, Kyle did show the clip of Matt in spring training, Carlington. Yeah. And just like Ryan's two-seamer last year, and that's kind of catching on and becoming a theme in the league, I could see knuckleballs start to be thrown now. Can you throw Can you throw a knuckleball? Like, do you actually hold it, like, with your knuckles when you You're throw not a that? baseball guy, right? So, not, yeah, no. no. Yeah, knuckleballs, if, when I was a kid, funny enough, I can't really throw a knuckleball anymore. When I was, like, 12, I don't know why, but I found the sweet spot, I guess, in my hand size to where I could use, like, three knuck like, my thumb and then these three fingers, and I could do it with a baseball and throw it where literally with no spin. Like, it would just teleport through the air but then when my hand grew i lost that and i think pros like ra dickey was a knuckleballer who are some other ones dan uh, who was the famous one can't think of his name Come was, on, it glavin? was glavin a knuckleballer uh, ra dickey was like the modern yeah one. but there was a good one like i think in the 90s or okay whatever but yeah usually it's it's a two finger but yeah so it, what happens is jack your your fingers kind of push the ball 
So usually a, a fastball per se, like it, it's got backspin, super okay. fast, right? You know, thousands of revs per minute per second, whatever. But a knuckleball, the, the goal there is for it to actually like no spin, no spin. Yes. Yeah, so then the aerodynamics of the laces can do crazy things with a baseball. Wiffle balls even more right. insane depending on where you position the holes. So, yeah, but it's the same. The so in, in wiffle ball, you're not. Are you putting your fingers like in the hole, or no, are you you're just, just kind of kind of resting the ball on your fingertips, and then you're pushing. You're you're kind of pushing the ball, like flicking release. it with your fingers. Yes, like you're just moving the ball forward, not trying to spin it like forwards or back. Never in my wildest dreams. I'll have to teach you sometime yeah. out in the front yard or something. Maybe that's but. my next. My next. Uh, pitch in my arsenal we got the duck hook and then we'll add the knuckle, <laughs> the knuckle. no one no one will be able to touch it yeah that would be <laughs> a, a good one-two punch i'm not gonna lie but yeah it, it was cool to see that and i'm curious to see if more guys are going to add that to their arsenal you guys are probably going to see something on tiktok youtube shorts and instagram in that regard and the knuckleball got it yeah. got it in the works right now yeah but other than that robles through great gets two more wins um i think the mallards as a whole and jordan's in that group of course caden we're not big movement guys. We don't have the nasty knuckle drops and the screw, screwing risers and yeah. everything. They kind of just pound the zone. Yeah. But it works, and I can't complain. That's what makes Robles so effective is he he's very accurate. And the pitch that was getting me the most, it's the slight movement. It's just, yeah, it's, very yeah. little movement. He was pounding me on the, the sinker, like two-seamer drop, mm-hmm. just inside, because it looks like it's going right down the middle, and then it at the last yeah. minute it darts, and that's so hard. Well, it's kind of the same <laughs> It's kind of the same idea we've seen over the past couple seasons with Nick Saylor. Like, some people yeah. have started to get around to him, but mm-hmm. his pitch has never moved a lot at all. He would he was just always around the zone. Like, yeah. it was like you, you thought every pitch he threw was going to hit, was going to be a strike. Mm-hmm. And... That that makes it really hard, you know. At least in my opinion, as a batter, because it's like you're you're constantly like defending, like oh for sure, because you know you're you're trying to sit on the pitches, but when they're like not moving a lot, and you're used to seeing ones that do move a lot, it almost it throws it's you off. Definitely tricky. And I will say too that from a hitting from a hitting perspective, at least in wiffle ball, being down in the count is just yeah. terrible. It yeah. is so hard to hit in baseball or wiffle ball when you're down a one. Yeah, and because Jordan was throwing strikes after that first inning, because he was throwing strikes so often, it's easier to get a guy to chase. Oh, oh, like and swing yeah. at the first pitch, even when it's a ball. Whereas you're like Dan, and you're struggling. Guys are way less likely to swing at that first pitch for you. They're yeah. gonna make you earn that first strike. First pitch is crucial. It's especially so from the pitching big. standpoint. If I can get a hitter down 0-1, oh one, then man. I have freedom like, yeah. wherever I can mix it up, or I can go back right to a riser, whatever I want. Mm-hmm. So it's huge. Yeah, I, I think your home run was was your home. I think your home run was on the first pitch of the AB. Yeah, I'm sure Norp and others will use this to my disadvantage at some point this year. But I'll I'll be open on the pod and just say that I I'm not like I <clears throat> excuse me like I said I'm not a good hitter when I'm down on the count. So I'm I'm looking for certain stuff first pitch and if it's there I'm gonna swing. Yep. And Dallas, I felt like I was starting to see the drop a little bit better. And yeah, I was in my head. I'm like, if this is a drop ball and it's gonna be a strike, I'm gonna swing at it. So. I will say it's disappointing when I watch back the videos. I used to make fun of Noah for this too, but my swing is so bad. <laughs> what do not you like mean? terrible. It's not good. It's not bad. You don't I mean, think it's bad? No, it's not that bad. It's I not. think it's pretty bad. I mean, there's definitely I mean, worse the swings hit- in this room. Yeah, you were the best hitter in that series. So, so I mean, nobody can really. Well, get I'm starting to realize. I think you know. I used to make fun of Noah for having the ugliest swing ever, but at, at 2017, he was our best power hitter. Doesn't matter. The best in the league. In wiffle ball, like your your strength. 
is not that important. No, it's, you just need to get bat on the ball. and coordination. And, yeah, it's just all about laying the bat on the ball and getting it off at the right angle. So it really doesn't need to look pretty. Just, it all looks the same in the stat book. So to your point, I mean, I haven't been in the league nearly as long as you guys have. But uh, Zach Whalen hitting a home run, like when he hit that home run, I kind of just had the thought like, man, he's just been doing it for yeah. so long. <laughs> and like he's never been like a, you know, A-list like player that's like when when people think of the Eagles they definitely probably think of Whalen but they don't think of him as like the star on the team yet he always is he always produces like he's very consistent he's a tough out his swing is nothing flashy but he just is quick to the ball and just you know kind of that lefty slap shot almost and it and it it works he shot. gets hits dude it's, it's a, no he is very he's tough been out. a he's been an eagle staple for how long i also didn't know that he played for that many teams yeah he bounced by the way that was a great career. trivia i, yeah, did not I didn't know realize that. that this is his eighth year in the league which is just crazy <laughs> that's nuts yeah there's but some, his swing there's some just, serious veterans in this league man his swing's very fluid very contact heavy which i love that that's what i told him that's yeah. what i need from him no but he's good i mean that was the guy in your exactly. guys' no, lineup yeah. that robles and caden did not want to face because he like you were saying about us he will not swing at balls. No, he yeah. is so yes. so disciplined up there. It's unreal. Yeah. And uh, one, another point um, about this series that I thought was interesting was with the rule change, having having to have four guys in your lineup. We had talked, you know, when that happened, and had said, "Well, that that might actually favor the Eagles because they were kind of used to that." Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you were just looking at it straight up in this series, it it definitely favored you guys because you had that production out of Preston and you also had production out of Davenport. Mm-hmm. He looked pretty good at the plate. And I don't know, I, I'd like some uh, some color on that from you, Tommy, because that was a bit unexpected from my end. Like, I, I didn't know that he was uh, he had that game at the plate. He's got game. I mean, like I said, I gave the guy shout-outs last year throughout on the podcast and, and post-game interviews and stuff like that. But... When it came down to me improving, a huge reason why that happened is because Davenport and Caden and myself would meet up and practice together. Yeah. And by practice, basically, we just, like, have Davenport get on the mound and pitch to me and Caden for an inning, and then Caden goes, and I would go and just rotate through like that. So just getting live at-bats. And he can hit. I've seen him do it in practice a lot. He hasn't had, unfortunately, that many at-bats in MLW games. He'll get more this year because of the four-man rule. But I think it comes down to him just being more comfortable taking the pressure off of himself a little bit. And I think he could actually be a very good hitter. So we'll yeah. see. Because there's days, like last week, for example, on Thursday, what was that, April? No, May. I don't know, whatever. Last Thursday before this podcast, he, uh, I think he hit like two bombs off Caden in the practice where it was like, I didn't hit any. He probably hit the best that night. So he could come around for sure. But I, I did notice it. Like it felt like I was waiting forever to hit out there for sure, yeah. the four-man thing. And overall, yes, it was nice to see Davenport rip one. I do think there was limited production out of the number four spot for both teams. Yeah, I mean, to be expected, though, it, 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 it's bit. almost like you were kind of expecting, I don't know, at least for, for me, I was not expecting much production at all from those four guys, like the four spot guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I the Mallards definitely got more, obviously. A little but. bit, yeah. I, Blade didn't have his best day. You guys were really affected by the Landon injury. I thought that was a big factor in the series, actually, with having him not healthy and not in that lineup because he was one of your more consistent contact hitters last year. Yeah, the injury to Landon definitely hurts, and Blade definitely struggled as well with the Robles' sinking drop. He, he told me, um, 
So yeah, it, it's going to be a question mark going forward. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping Landon gets a speedy recovery. I'm also going to try and get Carson as many bats as I can. Um, but I think Blade will bounce back. I, we definitely have depth for the future. I'm not worried at all. Um, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I I do think Blade has a lot of potential. He's a great athlete. Just wasn't his day. No, it wasn't. wasn't his day. It wasn't. So, but overall, I do think that uh, it, it adds an interesting twist. I love having all the guys in the bases. It's yeah, not, it's it nice does. to see that's no cool. ghost runners. I thought that was really cool. I think that's I visually like that very nice as a fan for mm-hmm. sure. Way less confusion. Yeah, way less. I think confusion. for the casual viewer, it's a lot. It makes a lot more sense. Yeah, but. Um, besides that, other factors in this series, the weather did get bad late. I think that kind of factored into Caden's uh, con- lack of control he had there late in that game three. It got nasty. It was windy. It did. It, was, it, it got nasty, it got dude, on dark. the video. I feel like the video the probably didn't down. do it justice. Oh, you should have seen about 10 minutes after we finished playing the game. It got terrible. The cleanup was miserable, yeah, guys. I'm telling you, the was. cleanup was miserable. Me and Jordan got absolutely soaked <laughs> out there. My car was nasty. It was not a good situation. Probably, probably not the best series to uh, break out the white shorts, even though you guys looked great. Yeah, it's worth it. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were clean. Both both teams. I mean, great great jersey matchup. Great jersey. Yeah, matchup. I gotta say, I was. Uh, I knew what the green was because, like the Kelly green you guys are seeing us wear, is the exact same green on the exact same company shirt. That's Triton, of course. Yeah. So the green of our number and of the duck last year on our jersey is the same Kelly green. But seeing the digital mock-up, I was like, ah, I don't know if it's going to look good on the whole entire jersey. But when we got them in person, and I put it with the white shorts and the hat. I was like, all right, this is going to look pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I got excited. And now you guys see why I did what I did with the hat and straight away from the dark green. I think it's all kind of making sense now. Right? Yeah, no, for sure. It was it was a very clean look. I was right? happy. As, as were the Eagles. The Eagles got slept on because they the wore Eagles a shirt did. from last year. No. But I liked the Navy, the Navy shorts with the Navy bill. I thought it was clean. Yeah, no, the, your your jerseys look great. You guys actually made me want to get white cleats myself with white socks because I thought that it was totally so unplanned. It, it looked clean. I was uh, so I was looking to get new shoes. I mine last year were toast. I actually left them. Fun yeah. fact: I left <laughs> them in Pennsylvania after the UF tournament because these things, Jack, those dogs had been through it <laughs> and it was wet there the whole weekend. So they were just disgusting. I was like, you know what? This is an eight-hour car ride home. There's six other guys in this car. Can't do it. I'm not doing it to anybody. These are getting left here. I'm not so doing I, it. No. <laughs> so I wrapped them up in a garbage in a little Kroger bag and I put them in a trash can at uh, People's Bank Park. The name's changed now, but they're in Pennsylvania. If you guys want to go find them, uh, <laughs> go, go to your local dump. They're somewhere in York, Pennsylvania. So yeah, the New Balances were retired. And while I was there dealing with the wet, stinky feet issue, I was asking Ryan and Caden, because they're like, my feet are dry. I was like, how do you guys have dry feet right now? My feet have been soaked since yesterday morning. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, these Adidas ones, like they're, they're like water resistant, waterproof. So I was like, I'm 100% getting those next year. And I didn't love the black version of the Adidas ones. They were kind of just daddish looking for lack of a better word. So I was like, I'm going to get the white. And I show up to the Mallard practice the, the, the week before opening day and everyone's wearing white shoes. I was like, geez, I guess everyone's wearing white this year. Yeah. And then we get to the field and Jordan's like, I got to buy white shoes now. Like everyone's got white. So. Totally unplanned, but yeah, it looked great. It looked great. I was I was happy overall with it. I will say that I I had that white undershirt on too because I thought it looked so good. It was a little warm under there at yeah. first, but throughout the day it got chilly. It got it real did. It chilly. Got cold at the end. It got. Wait really till you guys cold. see this next Cobra's Wildcat series. It was supposed to be like seventy and sunny that whole day, and I was like, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna get a little tan. I can wear shorts and t shirt. I was back there commentating. I was freezing my butt off. Welcome, welcome to there. the Midwest. I know. Just just when you thought 
the weather was going to be nice. You can never count like on it. Like you said, we only had one rain series the whole last year, and we already had two this year. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Wildcats Cobras wasn't uh, like rainy, rainy, but it was on and off. It, yeah. It's still annoying. It was very annoying. It's from a production standpoint, when yeah. you're filming outside with our equipment, it makes it so much yeah. more difficult. Everyone's yeah. holding umbrellas, and yeah. it's a nightmare, kind of. So I really liked how, how both teams did uh pull off the matching shorts made, made a look just way it's, more yeah. professional uh so the the magic are obviously going to try to follow suit there in that regard and actually uh last night we had had a little team meeting to mm-hmm. discuss uh multiple things but uh uniforms being one of them and i don't know i kind of wanted to ask you guys because i won't name names but there was there was one suggestion for the magic's uh white jerseys what Mm -hmm. color shorts to wear and someone suggested going all white and i thought that was a little bit too much too much white i said that we might look a little bit like stormtrooper ish (laughs) you might what do you what do you guys think honestly what what would be the best with our with our jerseys i I was saying purple purple i think would look coolest with the white i think do purple shorts and everything else white yeah i think that's clean everything white here's the other thing to keep in mind is that our hat is black it has a purple oh, yeah, bill with the hat is black yeah. so like black shorts could also play i don't I, know I, I think you i think legitimately you could play jack in black shorts with either jersey you could play in white shorts with the white jersey maybe not the black one but you could play in white shorts you were white on white i think teal would also look sick with teal one. teal could be <laughs> if you if you can find the right shade right which right. is not impossible you know like yeah. the, the kelly shorts that i bought last year for our black jerseys. yeah those were cheapo, like on Amazon. So hard to and, but tell the, but online, it's not, though. It's not perfect, but like it gets the job done. Yeah, from afar, it looks fine. You know yeah. what I mean? That's actually a good. I didn't so, think about teal. If I, I, I think you guys with the black black jersey would look good with black shorts or teal shorts or purple shorts too. I think. Yeah, I think you can mix all those in. So I don't know. I'm gonna keep coordinating with the teams, make sure we're all on the same page because that's got to be every team's got to do that. That's oh not, yeah, that's not just one and done. No, we, we did we the have same to. thing for the Wildcats Cobras series, and the Cobras did go Stormtrooper. By the way, I'll show you pictures afterwards on my phone. It looked sick. Yeah, it did. It looked look really sick. good. <laughs> all white. All white. Yeah. Okay. So okay. it's definitely wouldn't, wouldn't rule it out. Uh, Jack. We might have to. Okay. What if you guys right, got well, like? What if you found feedback. somehow, some way, like '90s cup themed shorts? Uh, they got to be out there. They <laughs> got to be, be out there with like white, but then the, yeah. the logo across. That would be oh, dirty. That would be dirty. Is that like overkill though? Like maybe, if it's like, maybe. could be overkill it for sure. Could be overkill. We almost went. Uh, we were considering, and we still could do this in the future. We were considering. Uh, I don't have these shorts. So I was holding up hoodies that I have, and I was like, we could go black shorts with these. We could go gold, like to match the sleeve and the hat. But yep. the Eagles have gold in their jersey, so I was like, ah, we'll stray away from that to differentiate the teams a little better. Yep. So that's an option. We could do gold with those. Kelly on Kelly doesn't work, but black, white, gold, I think yeah. could, could yeah. be options there. Even it's, gray. Is gray. really gold? It's more of a yellow. It's athletic gold is the, is okay. the, is the term. <laughs> but <laughs> I've gone Splitting through a hairs. lot of suppliers, Dan. It's <laughs> athletic gold. Fair. So is uh, like the outline on your E and your eagle E is athletic gold. Really? Same thing, yeah. It's more of a yellow to me, but it's athletic it's gold. Athletic gold. Tell you, what, tell you what it is. I don't know what the uh, what do they call it? The hex number for like the color code. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. know what the code is, but I know all these athletic apparel suppliers refer to that color as athletic gold. So interesting. Fun fact. You learn guys. something new every day. Yeah, but overall, it was good. I I can't complain too much about number one, like my personal performance. Number two, my team's performance. Number three, the MLW production. I think we did pretty darn good for opening day. Spring training helps, of course, all that, working the kinks out and stuff like that. 
helps a ton for me and Kyle just get back in the swing of things. But uh, I was pretty happy, Jack. What did you think of the final product? I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, there were a couple new camera angles that were mixed in there, which I think was courtesy of, uh, what's his name? Brendan Brendan, Brendan Baker. Baker. Thank BRB you. BRB Photography. Yeah, there were a couple of cool, cool new uh, camera angles in there. Production, again, just flawless. Um, great video to watch. What do you, you think, Dan? Yeah, I thought it came out great. Brendan Baker's photos also came out great. Um, but yeah, production quality is always great. And the, the new graphics, too, were, that Kyle made were great. Like, especially yeah. with, like, your Coughlin. Yeah, the, the uh, little yeah. motion graphics were yeah. pretty sick. Yeah. We, got a, we had a Patly, uh, Patly Cards yeah, sponsor Patly. with the, uh, what what was it? Was it Pinch Hitting? It's So it's any substitutions. Any, any so sub. Pinch Hitting yeah. is sponsored by Patly Cards. Pitching Changes are sponsored by Patly Cards. Nice. So Right on. Yeah, so that's cool for him to get some some placements as he tries to build that brand up for sure. You guys probably noticed a couple new banners in the outfield as well. We we changed the color of the Lefty Swag Bats banner and the Max BP banner just because sometimes when you're, first of all, when you're hitting, when there's the white on white, yeah, it's a little tricky. Also, for like TikToks on YouTube, it's harder to see the ball coming in when it's a white background behind yep. you. So we, little we, we, details, we, man. Yeah, little details like that we tried to improve as well. But um, yeah, Dan, I mean, where where do where do the Eagles and your mustache go from here? It's <laughs> a great question, actually. Uh, well, well, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was a tough series. Uh, might have to shave the mustache, <laughs> shave the muzzy. No, I'm just kidding. You should grow one. I think the rules in MLW should change to if your team wins the series, you guys can't shave. No one can shave until you lose a series. Then you got to start clean again. Okay. So the, but but but, but I, I do want to hear your actual answer for that. How for what? Like what? Where do the Eagles yeah, go from here? What's the morale? Like is right it now? is it like you know? Yeah. What's the what's it like in the locker room right now? Uh, in the clubhouse. Team chemistry is still very strong. I love the boys. I, I think it comes down to me first and foremost. I got to be better on the mound. I've already told myself I got to make some pitching adjustments. Uh, in fact, I'm going to text Dallas. I, I want to learn his, uh, in Robles, kind of similar, his two-seam sinker. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's past time that I learn how to throw that pitch. I, I, I feel like I need something additional in my arsenal. Um, but, yeah, and then hitting-wise, we just need somebody to step up at the fourth spot. I, I'm, very, I'm still very confident that Blade can be that person. Um, but, yeah, if, if ho- hopefully Carson can also get some good at-bats. And Zach's been a very steady presence, like you said, for – uh, however long he's been on the Eagles. Yeah. Um, so we'll be fine. I'm not worried. Uh, yeah. Once, do we, uh, do we have a, uh, a time? Are we going to, what are the odds we see Landon this year? I think his, this year high. I think, yeah. I think okay. he's projected to come I mean, he's back on crutches, so. in June. I think okay. he said, okay. so I think he's so that's not good today. news. Yeah. I, I don't know. Eagles I've heard a couple of different things, but he had surgery in April. So that's pretty recently. Okay. But I think, yeah, I think the crutches are supposed to be gone in June. I could see him if he if he plays it like his doctor recommends him to. I think realistically, a good timeline would be like second half of the season after yeah. the All Star break. You know, July. I think that'd be smart. But I know guys like Blade, where they weren't supposed to be playing, were out there and play anyway, which is always a little scary. The but. question I think we should be asking is, uh, who did Dan hire as the strength and conditioning coach for the Eagles? Because they've had a <laughs> lot of injuries. Yeah, I think Dan <laughs> works them too hard. Few seasons. More than any other team, I would think. Yeah, Blade is always hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Clayton had the lawnmower incident yeah. years ago. Yeah. That was Flute. scary. That, was, yeah, that, was that wasn't scary on the strength fluke. and conditioning. Coach. No, no. That was um, just a scary fluke. Thank God he's okay. But yeah, so Clayton went down. 
Blade went down twice now. No, Blade Multiple went down. Times. Blade, Blade's kind of down right now, isn't perpetually he? Perpetually <laughs> injured, yeah. <laughs> Chronically injured Blade Walker. <laughs> and yeah, now Landon's down. But um, I do think Landon will be a big, big spark back yeah. to your lineup. So you guys are going to have to try to get through that this first half without him and, and to scrape together some series wins because uh, every game counts. Yeah. The NL is very talented. I tell you what, um, at least I know, I know I'm, I've been kind of low on the Gators. We'll see how they do in their first series, but... Diamondbacks, Mallards, and Eagles, I still think are three very good teams. And um, it's going to be, nothing's going to be easy. It's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be an absolute dogfight. Definitely going to have to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say in our clubhouse, my guys were definitely pretty juiced, pretty amped up. And I was like, all right, guys, it's two, it's two wins. Let's, let's yeah. take a deep breath. Settle down. It's a long season. Settle down. Long season. Everybody in the comments is on the bandwagon so hard, but it is a long season. I'll tell you that. I will say it is a long season, but. Uh, to start it off with two wins, oh, I mean, we, we've we seen, like, we talk about how it's a long season, but at the same time, you only get so many games and so many chances. So, like, that, it, it'll be interesting to see how it ends at the end of the year with the records, right? Like, we might look back on this opening day series and be like, wow, you know, like, what if? Oh, like, you, you you guys won that first game, won nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, what, that that's, that's and it's, I don't know, it, it, it always works out to be pretty close, but. Yeah. Um, we'll see, we'll I was see just how thinking, it turns out. It's like the September Heisman's, man. It doesn't matter. You yeah. Gotta, you got to earn it for a few months to, to really make some noise. For later. sure. For sure. And in the playoffs, especially too, I've been saying execute, execute, execute since last yeah. year. To be honest, Tom, I'm just happy we got one. Cause honestly, the way we played, I thought we should have got swept. And like Kyle always says in this league, you just cannot get swept. Mm-hmm. So I'm just glad we got one. I, I, I told Norp, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I wasn't happy with our performance, but I was content that we got that one. Yeah. That can I, happen. I will say, like, you know, like, just how I said the two wins is so important, that one win yeah. could also be no, a huge difference sure. maker, you know? Yeah, Dallas like, really the way put- that The way that whole video and series was going, I, I, I also had texted Tommy trying to get some inside scoop on the, on the series and how it went before the video came out, and... He just said it went well. Let's just save that conversation for the pod. Oh yeah. Uh, but when I was watching it, I was like, after game, after game I one, no- I gave you nothing. You gave me nothing. Wow. You gave me absolutely nothing. <laughs> Stingy. Yeah. Um. But after game one, and then like game two, when when they just were pounded in runs, I was like, I think they might sweep them. Like this could this could yeah. be a sweep. So I think it was huge that the Eagles. Yeah, got Dallas you know, really put the team on so, his back you know, in game three. Yeah. Think about Dallas's last performance of the year last season in the playoffs, where he for the lack of a better word, fell apart against the D-backs. Yeah. Tough to watch. It was cool to see him bounce back after losing the first game. He pitched a great he pitched, yeah. a great, great, he pitched a great game one and a solid game three, very solid game three. He did have me um, on my toes in game three. I was uncomfortable in that batter's box game three for sure. I mean, he lost, he lost game one on not even one a bad swing. pitch, just yeah. a good hit. <laughs> yeah. He did, he did good. He did yeah. good. Game two, it got out of hand, but at that point, he came into the game. It was, what, bases loaded. He was already yeah. down. I put him was, in a tough position. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was happy to see him mentally grow. Yeah, in that, in that for third sure. Game for him to put it behind him and bounce back. For sure, for sure. But overall, great hit the Meadows. Good feedback so far on the video. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it for some reason, definitely go give it a watch. Hopefully, some new fans are watching. I think it's doing doing pretty well, view-wise. Yeah, I think so. So think far. So. We'll see. We'll see how it uh, does over the next several weeks, of course, but... I did read some of your guys' comments, or most of them, I should say, on the video and all your DMs and whatnot. I'm going to try to share my favorite comment of the week every single every single episode of this podcast, because some of them are pretty comical. And this week, i got to give a shout-out to Luke Kasayan. How would you say that? Kasayan. Kasayan? Kasayan. Luke Kasayan. 
Kazion. <laughs> Luke Kazion. He says, Dallas Allen dropping weight and pitching nasty drop balls. TC3 cementing his legacy, juiced out of his mind, going deep to dead center twice. <laughs> Dan's curveball kissed the moon and came back for a strike. Colm rookie of the year talks. Robles mowing hitters down like a John Deere on a sunny Sunday. MLW is back, boys. <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> comment. Sunny Sunday. Couldn't have said it better myself. Not on steroids, by the way, but 10 out of 10 comment. Funny. Made me laugh. Made me smile. As did a lot of them, but I picked out my favorite. Yeah, that random one. drug test, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm feeling good, guys. I hit well. I'm, I'm The chest has not been affecting me over the last couple months. So that's good. I've been, I've been feeling healthy, which is always a good thing. Hitting the gym. Hitting the gym. Yeah. In, in moderation, I'm not trying he's, to overdo he's, it. He's totally juicing. <laughs> <laughs> Look right into the camera. I'm not on steroids, but not yet. Yeah, thank you, Luke, for your comment. <laughs> Please, guys, on both the podcast and on YouTube, continue to drop your feedback for all the series and videos below, whether it's analysis, funny comments, all that kind of stuff, and we'll share some of our favorites on the pod throughout the summer. Moving on from the series, guys, some big news in MLW is that we are returning to Vermont for the second year for the mini MLB series. Woo. Pretty exciting. That's I'm excited sweet. about it because this year, last year we did it totally in private. This year we're going to have a live audience. It's open to the public for attendance, and it's happening during Slam T1D's Wiffle Ball Tournament. So wow. we could have a very, very, very large crowd for this one. Nice. Super excited about that. And it is August 11th that, Dude, that's going to be so cool. It, I think it could the, be the most electric atmosphere in MLW history. Of all the, the videos last year, I have to say I think like just – those fields, the, the the replica fields, I don't know, man. They were just so cool. Like, even playing at SoFi was obviously super cool, but there's something about those fields yes. that were, like, designed specifically for wiffle yes, ball and, exactly. like, replicas that, I don't know, I re that was, like, one of my favorite videos last year. And now that there's going to be an audience there, it's going to be, like, next level. I know, and that those fields are only so big, we're going to have to pack the people yeah, in. But dude. the dates are August 11th and 12th. It is the Eagles versus the Wildcats. Lucky, yeah. lucky you, Dan. You got me nervous now. <laughs> but additionally, guys, there's also a raffle ongoing where you can actually win a trip for yourself and one guest to come out to the series. Ooh. You get your flight paid for. What do you got to do to get into the raffle? Paid for. So all the information is on MLWWiffleBall.com. But essentially, we are raising money for type 1 diabetes alongside Slam T1D. So I don't have the specific rules in front of me, but I think if you make a donation of $10 or more, that'll get you a one raffle ticket. Nice. So you can enter as many times as you want. And yeah, Boom. we're raising money here. And then the winners of the raffle will get uh, two plane tickets out to Vermont and a place to stay for the weekend and enjoy some wiffle ball and meet the guys. So pretty cool. We've never done anything like that before. Little the, sweepstakes. Oh, that's awesome. I might just have to enter, join the raffle. Join the raffle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, supporting a good cause. I, I should Heck too. Yeah. I, I haven't donated yet, so I definitely Heck should. Yeah. And for those of you that have already entered and donated, thank you. I really appreciate that. And uh, I can't wait to meet the duo that wins and comes out to see it. And all the other guys that make the trip too. It's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty special environment, I think, Dan. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I can't Pressure's wait. Pressure's on. I guess. can. I know. I know. Which I gotta one, be on my one, game. Which field do you think you're most excited to play on? Is that's, it gonna? It's the same three, right? Same. same yeah, we'll do one, one on each again. Yeah, that's a really tough question. I would probably say feel the dreams because so that's just crazy. So cool. Yeah, so cool. Hopefully, no one hits a home run off you into the <laughs> cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, good thing you're not playing the Mallards, huh? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, what is the order of the fields? Because I'm trying to think of which game I'll be pitching at. Do you remember? I think Friday night game one is Fenway first. And okay. then... Is it Field of Dreams second? I think it's Wrigley second. The okay. Field of Dreams concluded all. So I'll probably be pitching at Wrigley. Probably. It's, we'll see. Little Wrigley. We'll see. So Wrigley. actually, that I know we, we <laughs> kind of finished talking about the series, but um, 
we had two different strategies from the teams where you pitched oh, Robles yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. game two, and then you know you're, you're kind of the number two now for the Eagles, and you're going yeah. game two. The yeah. deuce. What's the uh, what's the logic there, like for both you guys? So, um, Matt Carlington and I, my draft pick, like I said, he's pretty involved in that decision making process with me. And our original plan was, yeah, if the Eagles are putting together good abs against Jordan, let's let's get him out game one. Let's let's put Caden in game two or whomever game two to switch up the eye levels. He was cruising game one, and Matt's like, I was like, what do you think we should do, Matt? And he's like, I think we should send him out there. I was like, all right, I trust you. So we send him out there, and I'm kind of seeing they're starting to foul stuff off. And I'm, I'm looking at Matt. I'm in right field, and I'm looking at Matt like, I don't know, I don't know. And then Zach hits a home run, and I'm looking at Matt like, screwed up. We should have put Caden in. So we were going to, Caden was going to go in next inning in the second. and Or what inning was that? Yeah, he was going to go in bottom two. We put up a six spot. And I was like, all right, Caden, you ready? And he's like, yeah. And Matt's like, whoa, like, let's put Robles back out there now. We got a lead. We got a cushion. Let him pound the zone. Like if they had a solo shot, who cares? Let's yeah. let, let Robles finish. He's already warmed up. Caden will go game three. So Matt is Matt's playing his part, guys. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He's playing awesome. his part. Awesome. That's why I drafted him. I needed him. Yeah. So and he he may get some at bats. Maybe even in our next series. We'll see. The guy can hit too. He's also at the practices now. He comes to every one. So right he's on. all he's getting the same amount of practices as I am. Where do you guys Gavin practice Lewis, at? We practice in a city in the middle of nowhere. Because I got myself coming from Whitmore Lake, Michigan. We got uh, Caden coming from Sylvania, Ohio. Brendan Davenport, I think, is coming from Belleville, Michigan. And Matt's coming from Livonia, Michigan. So we're not close to each other. So we go to this park in Milan, Michigan. Nice. And it's just a public park. And we bring a strike zone, a bat, and a couple of balls, one good scuff ball. And we just set up shop. Love it. So it's inconvenient, I'll be honest. It sucks driving 40 minutes. But when, when it, it feels like it's worth it. Could yeah. be worse. Yeah, exactly. It could be, what could about be a you, lot Dan? worse. So my philosophy has been that I like giving Dallas like the new ball pretty much. So almost always first and third game. I feel like my stuff is still uh, it, like the effectiveness doesn't change based off the ball as much. So even if the ball is banged up in game two, my knuckle drop is still working. My riser is usually still fine. So I like giving Dallas the best possible uh, path to success with, you know, a fresh ball. Right and he on. likes that too. So right on. Other than that, guys, I think that's about all we need to cover today. Yeah. This Friday coming up is Cobras versus Wildcats. That is the next video on the channel. So we'll try to get a guest on from that series next Tuesday. But uh, I think that's about a wrap on our first video episode, Jack. First in-house video episode. I think it went pretty well. I hope. I feel like I'm a little bit sweaty, but that's okay. What do you think? Yeah, fire's I, I'm, I'm super sweaty. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> this, thing is, this thing's more than to toasty. Figure, I'm going to have to like crank the AC from now on. And yeah. then turn it off right before. Because if you have the furnace on, it's too loud down here. So yeah. we got to go yeah. to the furnace. But. No, yeah, it's been a blast. I'm glad to be back on. Thanks for coming on, Dan. Appreciate yeah, it. No How was your, you wrapped up college this year? You're done? Yeah, I'm done. I got a nice break right now. Free man. Just doing nothing, really. Just, we're going to go fishing Let's, soon? Oh, we should. Where do you want to go? Wait, you graduated? No. no. For, the summer, oh. for the summer. I was going to say. One more dude, year. Where Maybe did one I? More year. Where did I? Wow. <laughs> Maybe, uh, I haven't fished a lot Oof. this year, Dan. Thursday's my birthday. Maybe Thursday morning we should go fishing. Oh, shoot, yeah. Early morning? You down to get up early? I'm I know golfing you like to sleep Thursday in. evening. So I'll go Ooh. in the morning if you want. Like, would you be down to get up at like 6.30 or 7? Oh, gosh. I got to work, Dan. I can't just take a day <laughs> off. No, I would do it. Where at? Probably down at Crooked. Okay. I'll have to text Mr. Other Dan. Other Dan the man. But, yeah, that's kind of a wrap, guys. Appreciate you guys tuning in and watching. For those of you who are listening still on Apple and Spotify, of course, as you've been hearing us reference throughout this episode, we have video episodes now. They are available on YouTube. Check us out. It's MLW's Pipe It Up podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel and give us a comment on your feedback. We'd really appreciate that. But besides that, 
Happy birthday, Brendan Jorgensen. We'll catch you guys next week.